You're listening to the Bahai World News Service. The subject of religion is gaining renewed attention in recent years by societal leaders in virtually every region of the world and on the international stage. Many factors are leading to the recognition that religion has an important perspective to share in discourses that have a significant bearing on humanity. Among these factors are the accelerating movement of populations across borders, increasing religious diversity, growing interreligious tensions, sectarian violence, youth discontent, and vulnerability to radicalization. In pursuit of constructive ways to address humanity's most pressing challenges, thoughtful leaders have also sought to better understand the positive contributions that religion and faith communities can make to society. Representatives of different Baha'i communities recently gathered at the Baha'i World Center to discuss how their communities are striving to contribute to social progress through participation in their society's prevalent discourses, such as migration and integration, social cohesion, race unity, the role of religion in society, and climate change, to name a few. This podcast includes the second interview with these representatives about their experiences and the insights they have gained over the years of engaging in the discourse on religion's role in society. So good good afternoon, everyone. Um, today we're having a conversation about the role of religion in society and how the different Baha'i communities around the world have been really trying to learn with others and contribute to this conversation. My name is Rochelle Bayani. I'm working at the Baha'i International Community Office in Brussels, which is essentially the representation of the Baha'i International Community to the European institutions. We are lucky today because we really have representatives of different um, national contexts here. And uh, maybe we could all introduce ourselves. Hello, my name is Lizette. I am from Kazakhstan. Uh, I'm uh, representing Office on Public Information of Baha'is of Kazakhstan. Hi, I'm Orash Fazli from India and I represent the uh, Office of Public Affairs of the Baha'i Community of India. My name is Jeff Cameron and I represent the Office of Public Affairs of the Baha'i Community of Canada. So of course, um, historically seen, um, but also today, religion is, is, is something that is seen very differently in, in all of this, let's say, three, three contexts and societies. And I think it would be nice if we just explore that um, a, a bit more. So for example, Jeff, if you look at Canada, how do you think religion is perceived in, in Canada? I think in Canada, we've seen over the last several decades, a real growth in religious diversity. So Canada was a country that in its early history um, was predominantly Christian uh, with the addition of uh, the, the in indigenous spiritualities that were present at arrival. Um, but in the recent decades, we've seen a growth in religious diversity in Canada. And I think as the country's become more diverse, Canadians have been grappling with how then should they see the appropriate role of religion in society? Should it have 
a role in our public conversation? Should it have a role in public policy and in, in lawmaking? And I think in the past, religion had a very influential role in informing the worldviews of policymakers and journalists and editors. But I think with this growing diversity, there's been a retreat of religion to people's private lives. There's been a, a real reluctance to speak publicly about religion. I think because we're in this transitional period of of experiencing and being conscious of a great deal of religious diversity and not having the language to be able to talk about what uh, religions have in common and even what many religious people and secular people have in common. So I think this is a challenge for the country to figure out how to intelligently talk about religion in this new environment um, and also to be able to draw the insights that religion has that can be a benefit to our country and apply them to the problems that we face as a society. Thank you. What about India, Arash? Yeah, um, the, in the Indian context, uh, religion has always been uh, a very strong part of people's lives and their identity. And um, I think uh, some of the questions around religion that have uh, in, in the recent past arisen have uh, come up probably because of the tremendous change that Indian society has been going through um, because of globalization, urbanization, and so many other movements which have um, made people once again seek an anchor, seek a, um, a basis to be grounded in a certain identity and culture. And um, as you probably know, uh, India is, has always been a multi-religious uh, country. Um, and so one of the main uh, anchors that people go back to uh, because of its uh, predominance in their own lives and its influence on their culture is religion. And so uh, this has been a source of uh, meaning for people to once again reconnect with their religious identity, but it also has been to some extent a source of tension and, um, and, and society has been, leaders of thought in, in India have been trying to figure out how to uh, uh, once again generate a new consensus around, around the concept of religion and understanding of religion that would somehow allow people to identify with their religious communities and yet to find a unifying vision. And also, I think because religion has been such a profound uh, force in people's lives, there is also an acknowledgement that uh, it, it, it has in the past and in the present uh, played a very significant role in, in shaping people's thought and behavior. Um, in, in that sense, it's a little different from the West, where there's been a sharp separation between the public and the private in terms of um, religious ex, uh, expression being restricted to the private sphere. I think in India, it's the, the influence of religion is more uh, widespread in a person's life. So there has also been an interest to, to begin to acknowledge that influence that religion has and to see how society can begin to benefit from it in a positive way. Thank you very much, Arash. 
um, you, you, you mentioned actually um, sort of a different part of the world and, and which Europe um, belongs to. And it's, it's very interesting to see how also um, the conversation there is very much changing. So whereas, for instance, um, a few years ago, religion wasn't really something that you would talk about um, sort of at a more, let's say, policy level or institutional level, um, it, it's becoming a theme again. And just as, you know, Jeff, you mentioned for Canada, um, one of the, the, the things that has made it become a theme again is really the arrival of populations um, with different religious backgrounds coming um, to the European continent and, and which really has changed um, the religious landscape of Europe. And that is one thing. But then the other thing is also Europe has been trying to understand how to really sort of address the, the, the very sort of distorted and also violent expressions of religious belief. And um, so these two things have really um, brought religion again back to the to the table. But then, um, Lezat, you're coming from, again, a very different sort of context, Kazakhstan. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about that. As you know, Kazakhstan was a part of Soviet Union and there was like more than over 70 years of um, scientific atheism ideology. And within 20 years, with um, collapse of Soviet Union and gaining independence by our country, uh, a country has changed into multi-religional, multi-confessional one, and um, and there is not more uh, now not only one or two religion there, but there is really a range of different um, religious streams there because of the. Uh, things that people see in the world in regard to religion and also because of um, maybe the way of describing reality within some religious um, uh, denominations. There is also um, a tendency to rather choose not to be religious as well we see in our country. So we see that in a way we need to gain again this unifying vision of role of religion in society. What uh, what a good um, role it can play in strengthening morality among youth, for example, or in coping with different social challenges that our country now facing with, for example, corruption or any kind of. Um, calamities which is any society now is going through. Mm. Thank you, Lezat. Um, it, it, when just listening to, to each of the, the experiences, it, it also looks like humanity is, is, is whatever the part of the world um, is, is going through sort of similar developments. And, and one is that it's coming to see that, you know, re religion is there and it, it's here to stay. And so, I mean, society is thinking about, um, so, so now what, what do we do with it? And, and Lezat, you mentioned that um, you're trying to have 
conversations about this um, unifying role of religion. So it, it's also interesting to see, you know, what do these conversations look like in the different national contexts? So, for instance, um, Jeff in Canada, what is it you would be saying to such a conversation on religion? I think there are, <clears throat> there are a number of conversations about religion in Canada. I think, on the one hand, there's there's a conversation among among religious religious people and religious organizations that themselves are convinced that religion plays a constructive role in society. So I think there's one conversation which is a conversation among people involved engaged with religious groups as to how how we can draw from the principles and teachings of our religions in a way that really adds something new to the public conversation. I think one of these new things that religions can add is, um, is the ability to hold in relationship to each other several principles or concepts, several spiritual principles or concepts at once, at once in order to address complex problems. I think there's a tendency in public discourse to reduce things to one part of the political spectrum or another, or very simple, simple binaries or dichotomies. And one contribution of religion can really be to introduce more complexity into our discussion. For example, in Canada, there's a big conversation about, uh, about reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. And sometimes positions get reduced to being in favor of unity or being in favor of justice or being in favor of truth-telling, when in fact these are not uh, countering choices. These are all things that have to be held in balance with each other so that our, our society can, can progress. And I think there's the potential for, um, for principles, spiritual principles, to help us to navigate some of these problems. I think there, there is another conversation that has to be acknowledged, which is one um, which says that religion really is, is regressive and backwards and that humanity ought to move beyond religion in order to have a more secular scientific orientation. And I think there's a need for uh, thoughtful people to, to explain why, <clears throat> to explain religion's relevance to the problems of the world today so that this particular perspective can be modified uh, and be made more inclusive. Because uh, a significant proportion, even of the Canadian population, which is which is, has large numbers of non-religious people, still a significant number are, are religious. And I think we see in the direction of our political life the need for a greater, uh, as Lizat was mentioning, even a greater ethical and moral uh, infusion into the, into the discourse. So in other words, religion has a number of contributions to make, and I think there are conversations that need to happen at different levels of society for that contribution to be fully realized. Just in the, in the European context, um, one way we, we also tried to contribute to that conversation on religion was we, we tried to see, you know, what, what is, how is religion sort of talked about? And, and we saw it's actually um, primarily only talked about in, in, in two ways. One is being really looking at the, the rights of religious communities and um, looking at, at um, sort of what, what religious communities should be able to do or um, what they're being prevented from doing. Mm -hmm. and, and so in that way, religion was very much um, or is being very much looked at just simply as sort of a set of, of traditions, of 
um, rituals and 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 where. And and the other conversation we saw happening is one where really um, religion is 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 looked at as you know having to to bear great responsibility to ensure that it um, it doesn't sort of um, you know translate itself in, in in ways that it shouldn't translate itself um, and and so there you see that that really religion is seen as just a group of people who are sharing one belief and the the way um, policymakers are, um, interacting with religion is to to call on religion to make sure it keeps its constituency in, in check really and so um, what what we have been trying to contribute to that conversation is to really um, say that yes religion is those things but it is also something much much uh, deeper and it actually very much contains insights uh, which can um, humanity, uh, which can help humanity advance. But Arash, what, what does your contribution in an Indian context look like? Yeah, I think uh, in in the context of India again, um, religion has, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in 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 the past uh, decade or so. Um, to some extent, uh, the question of religion has been tied to the question of uh, social cohesion and unity. And partly this is because of the increasingly loud and brazen voices uh, from within extreme uh, um, religious uh, uh, fundamentalist groups who have become more and more uh, dominant in the in the uh, public domain so so when we started to think about how to have a, a meaningful engagement with with other uh, social actors on the role of religion in society we found that the most ready theme that needed somehow to be addressed and which was being addressed by many of those in the in the interfaith community was this question of how can we dispel the various misconceptions about religion that cause disunity between religious communities and how can we uh, in a sense uh, uh, put out there a conception of religion that is actually unifying so to this uh, need uh, the Baha'i Office of Public Affairs in India uh, put out a few ideas, one of them being that uh, uh, although religions are uh, have appeared in different social contexts and at different times in history, and because of that their social principles are different, uh, their, their, their essential ethical and spiritual principles are basically the same and this this brings a oneness to all all religions and there is a oneness of purpose all religions seek to uh, civilize human nature and to contribute to the building of a ever advancing civilization so this was one idea which which was very well received and uh, uh, accepted 
Uh, and the other one was that the very purpose of religion is not to mark us off from each other and to become a, a basis of difference, but rather to unify. And that, uh, that to know whether something, uh, a claim to religion is indeed religion, the touchstone with somehow unity. If it's able to unify, then it is religion. And, uh, and so we, 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 we put out these ideas and, and also because of the religious uh, nature of the Indian population, we also began to explore with others how some of these spiritual principles which are uh, common to all religions are actually applied by people. How the principle of uh, um, unity is applied by people in different social contexts to overcome uh, differences, how uh, principles of uh, justice and so on. Uh, so, so we, in a sense, we also um, uh, conceptualized or articulated the way in which spiritual principles actually find manifestation and expression in the everyday lives of people. And, and it is through becoming more conscious of this that we can actually begin to use religion as a positive force for change. I was just wanted to mention, as Araj said, about unifying the role of religion. Actually, that was the uh, concept that we entered the space. Like when there is, we have, uh, as I mentioned, different religious denomination representatives and government is really striving to establish a dialogue uh, between uh, government and uh, religious organizations in Kazakhstan. And sitting in that place and having all these differences in us, we also try to refer what we what is really uniting us. I mean, and we can build our conversation on that. But Along with this participation, these spaces, which is government providing us, we also try to open up um, spaces for youth and academic circles that where we can together think how religion can play a role in society. For example, in th strengthening morality among youth, which is a really big concern um, in our society. So, yeah, we were trying to reflect and learn with others about it. So Rochelle, I know, I know in Europe there's been a big conversation about secularism today and what secularism means for Europe and even if there's something after, even if there's something called the post-secular. And I know that you've been working with academics and other people in, in the policy world at the, at the EU to talk about this question and I wondered what contributions you're bringing to it. It was actually a very um, interesting um, number of conversations we, we, we had um, with a variety of actors, really. And um, just to sit together and try and understand what this concept we call secularism is. Um, because we talk about it, especially in the European context, it, it's a word that, that's out there that, that everyone mentioned. Um, but what do we actually mean? And so really during that conversation, it became sort of more and more clear that 
there's different ways of looking at secularism. And so one of those ways is really secularism as this ideology. And, and in that context, um, religion is seen as a, a force that is best contained and to be kept in the private sphere and shouldn't really contribute or play any role in the public. But then there's also the, this other form of secularism, which is secularism as statecraft. And the way that's understood as really secular, like secularism being this model that allows different voices and worldviews to express themselves in the public sphere. And the way most people talk about secularism or are hoping to understand secularism is as this um, sort of platform that allows for diversity. But then interestingly enough, um, there is a sense that even that platform that is meant to allow for a diversity actually creates a sense of awkwardness um, towards religion. And that awkwardness is, is sort of felt by many religious communities within the uh, European context. And when analyzing where that awkwardness comes from, it, it's based on a certain worldview. And that particular worldview um, doesn't necessarily allow for worldviews that are more religious or transcendent or spiritual in nature to really um, find expression. I think one of the th uh, way of thinking that we have learned from Baha'i perspective of you is that to base uh, or to yeah to base uh, on something which is uh, what what brings us the strength. I mean to see and find good things which is in our society and start from that to build on that. So this I think was one of the ways of uh, our participation also in this discourse. We try to refer and to use this language of uh, opportunities, uh, positive language. What is um, our positive, what is the time of history that we are living now? So that's how we uh, view all these calamities and challenges which is going on there now. And along with that, we also see what are the hopes there what can we really uh, build on? Yeah, I think we've noticed something similar in Canada, that there is, if there was a time in Canada where it was assumed that religion would, would fade away or could be managed in this neutral way that Rochelle has described, that I think we're more conscious of the fact that that resolution to humanity's condition is not satisfactory, that in fact we have to look for new ways to talk about religion, to talk about spirituality, not only as it contributes to our own personal lives, but also how it relates to the social transformation of our communities. I think we're all in countries that are, notwithstanding the relative degrees of, of prosperity and progress, face immense social, political, and cultural challenges. And it's hard to um, it's hard to think that those challenges can be overcome without, without honestly engaging um, the insights that exist within 
um, the, the religions of, of, of their populations. Thank you everyone for such an interesting um, conversation. And I, I would actually very much enjoy um, checking back uh, with each one of you, even in a year's time, to really see how that conversation ha has evolved because it actually seems to be a very rapidly evolving conversation. So I look forward to having another exchange. Thank you. You were listening to the second interview with Baha'i External Affairs representatives about involvement in discourses related to the well-being and progress of society. For more information, visit news.baha'i.org.